Welcome to the Everyday Lions Running Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lyons. Welcome back, guys, to another week of the podcast. This week, I got accepted into the University of Tasmania for a Bachelor of Social Work, and I'm really looking forward to starting that. It'll be a bit of a challenge for me, not something that I imagined that I'd be doing six, seven years ago, but that's the beautiful thing about life. We never know where it will lead. And I've also started back running this week. It wasn't a nice experience, but you've got to start somewhere. Um, I think the exercise I've been doing have been helping my knee, so that's great. Got another 3K tonight, and I'll see how that goes. Also, we have the Everyday Lions and Tax Centre Great Train Race Fun Run, a seven kilometer race for adults and a 2K race for kids. And we also have the Carbo Load Night Function before that. And all the money raised from this event will go to the Tim Blair Run for Kids. So if you'd like to find out more information about either of those events, you can head over to www.everydaylines.org and check them out. Each week, the podcast costs a number of dollars to produce. So if you are enjoying the podcast, we would love a donation or a contribution. You can do this by going over to www.everydaylines.org and looking up the Everyday Lions Running Podcast tab. We would love your support. Thank you. In regards to running groups this week in Devonport, they have Monday mates at quarter six meeting from the bluff. On Wednesday, they have Run Floria also meeting at quarter six from the bluff. And then at... Half past five in the morning on Fridays, they have Friday Fresh in Devonport. So check out those runs if you're looking to run with someone in Devonport. Okay, to this week's guest. This week's guest is Bronte Halley. Bronte Halley, I always think when I have a conversation with Bronte, he's such a gentleman and an easygoing fella. And he's just a just got a really nice way about him when you talk to him. He's such an easy person to talk to. I really enjoyed this podcast. We talk about some of the races he has competed in, uh, some of the nutritional things that went on when he was racing in some of these longer events and just his life in general. I really appreciated Bronny's time and especially opening up on a few things. If you did enjoy this podcast, please reach out to Bronte. Uh, Bronte loves his running, and I reckon he'd love that as well. Until next time, I've been your host, Brian Lyons. This is the Everyday Lyons Running Podcast, and here's Bronte. Welcome to the Everyday Lions Running Podcast. I am your host, Brian Lyons. Welcome back, guys, to another episode. Here I am, not far away from Coles Beach up on the hill in Nixon Street. And today's guest is Bronte Halley. Welcome to the show, Bronte. Thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, really good, really good. That's good. And how's the day looked like today? Um, yeah, good. Um, a bit windy for me to go to work for what I do. So, yeah, got up early and did Friday fresh this morning. And um, it's always a nice way to start the day. So, other than that, just a bit of running around, a few errands today. But, yeah. Great. So, yeah, did the 20 out and 20 back. Where'd 20 the course out, go? Yeah, uh, we went um, basically stuck to the track around the river and then 
um, around the bluff and then up to the lighthouse, and that was 20 minutes for me. Right. And then back we went, so. I was tucked in bed, mate. Yeah. Get me out of there. <laughs> and you said you got up early because you work. Did you want to tell the listeners a little bit what you do for a job? Um, my job is, well, on my payment summary, it says farm machinery operator. Um, so I am a, an agricultural spraying contractor. I spray crops. So this is our, our busy time of the year. Um, we're in, oh, we've just sort of crested the hill, just starting to slow down a little bit, which is good. But, um, yeah, through summer, um, we're, we're pretty well all go. But, yeah, I'm at the mercy of the elements, so if it's windy, I can't can't go to work. So Yeah. And, yeah, we have to pick our windows. So if that means getting up at 1 o'clock in the morning, so be it. Cool. And how did you get into that work? Why that work, mate? Uh, that work, I just fell into it. I, I've never had a job interview. It's always just been word-of-mouth stuff for me. So, um my bosses are Doug and Jody Clark. Uh, Jody and my wife Stacy had their first bub at the same time and ended up in the same mother's group together. And um, I was working at a service station in the time at the time in East Devonport. And um, yeah, jo, uh, Jody mentioned to Stacy that Doug needed someone to help him out. So I'd work at the server in the in the morning, then go and work with Doug in the afternoon, and then yeah, a few months later I'd quit the servo and. She was all go, so, and that was 10, 11 years ago, something like that, so, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And the early mornings in the running, mate, how does this all fit in? Uh, This time of year, it doesn't, doesn't work too well, Um, but that's okay, which it's sometimes a struggle because, you know, this time of year, you know, October through to March, there's a lot of events on that I want to do, but training for those can be quite difficult, so I've just got to... um, try and fit it in where I can or just not do them at all, which is okay. I'm, I'm completely at ease with that. Um, and, yeah, through winter when most people probably would um, just go and hibernate, that's where I get most of my running done. So, yeah. Great. Mm. So you love, a, you love a big base. Yeah, I try to work off a big base. I'm, I'm, I'm not there at the moment, um, but my ideal – situation which is where I was at a couple of years ago is to probably running four or five marathons a year and um, with the idea that each marathon would just keep up the fitness to go and do the next one the ultimate goal for me is to be able to rock up to a marathon and do it beautiful yeah awesome so just be super strong yeah 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 massive base yeah and then I might tailor it a little bit depending on what that marathon involves Um, but yeah awesome and what was your introduction into the running? How did this all happen for you? Well, again, it comes back to work. So um, I'm very lucky to work for the people I work for. They look after me extremely well. So when I first started with them, um, I got through that first season, first summer, and I was absolutely stuffed. And Jody said to myself and Doug, you know, you blokes are too fat and unhealthy and unfit to be doing the hours you're doing. <laughs> yeah. We need to do something about this. So at the time, I was I was close to 100 kilos. Um, so, yeah, I'm really lucky that as part of my salary package, um, I get a personal training session once a week. So, um, so yeah, I... I um, it would have been about eight or nine... I can't remember exactly what it was, eight or nine years ago. Yeah, I um, started up with a personal trainer and um, I remember saying to him, um, I'm happy to overhaul the diet, I'm happy to, you know, do everything you want me to do in here, but you're not gonna make me run 
I'm drawing the line in the sand there. I'm not running. And he just laughed at me and said, you know, I've, I've heard all that before. Um, so I set, set my sights on, at the time I was 95 kilos when I walked in the door there. So I set my sights on losing 10 kilos and managed to do that pretty quickly. Yeah. And then another 10. Um, and that came pretty easy as well. So within, I think it was 22 weeks, I dropped 20 kilos. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I found the weight loss. Week, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, found yeah. the weight loss side of things pretty, pretty easy. Yeah. And all I was doing was eating and drinking well. Uh, just I never because I never used to drink water or anything, so yeah. I was just smashing water and eating well. And I would do two walks a week, which was about six k's. This loop I had. Yeah. And then one night I was out for that walk, and um, I was a few blocks from home and I just for some reason I started jogging you know it was not home's only a few blocks away I'll just jog this and then the next time was a bit further the next time the next time and it just grew from that and um I remember the feeling I had the first time I came home and I'd run the whole thing um and I'm still probably chasing that feeling a little bit now because yeah it was yeah. just I was over the moon um it's kind of like a drug yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um so yeah, that's how it came about. But I, I was always a, a handy runner at school. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this – through my late teens and, and all the way through my 20s, I, I wasn't active at all. So, um, yeah. yeah. But at school, I was – I'd make it into high and um, came sixth in the state cross-country champs one year. Wow, yeah. Um, I was about like a high 13, low 14 beep test kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you had the talent there. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. didn't really wow. didn't really go on with it. So, um, yeah. But yeah, once once I did that that first that first six k's all the way, I was I was ecstatic. So that was um, actually that would have been the end of twenty eleven, I reckon, um, because uh, we set out after I'd done that, I'd, I'd lost lost the weight, and at the end of twenty eleven, we set our sights on the um, Devonport ten in March. Right. Yeah. So. And so this personal trainer, can I ask who that was with? So it was, that was Adam Wiseman at EPT. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, Such good motivators as well. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. Um, and then um, I was with him for, I think, a bit over 12 months and then uh, changed trainers down at the same same place to uh, with Anna Johnson. Yeah. And, yeah, she was she was amazing. She's, she's done some phenomenal runs um, herself, so it was... Really feed off her with, um, you know, how to get myself in shape for these these things that I eventually um, eventually did. But um, yeah, we were there for um, oh, years, maybe four to five years. I can't remember how long, but yeah. Then we we changed um, changed personal trainers just through circumstance. Um, so I'm now with Chloe Harris at Synergy. So, yeah, yeah, right, right. And she's fantastic. As she well. is. Yeah. She's um, Chloe on Instagram. Yeah, it's great. She she makes me feel like I'm her only client for the yeah, week, and awesome. she tailors everything to exactly what I what I want. Yeah. Um, there's some other issues that I've got where we need to be careful with certain things, and we it's just a real slow slow build that we're on at the moment. But I'm yeah, I'm lifting more than I ever have before. Fantastic. Um, and we basically tailor everything to. You know, my love of trail running, which we'll probably get into, but um, yeah, yeah, everything sort of right. geared towards that and being able to run for hours and hours. So, awesome, yeah, awesome. And back to doing it for the work. So, you guys lost your weight. How's that been with the work? Oh, that been just a awesome. different, yeah, because yeah. you, you just feel, yeah, better. You know, you're not lugging this 20 kilos around, absolutely, and you're not 
you know, you're actually looking after your body. So um, there's a fair bit of heavy lifting involved. Um, there's there's long hours involved. Um, that's all. I put all that on myself, though. That's it's, There's no pressures from above about what I have to get done. Um, that's the other beauty of it. I just look after my own, look after myself and set my own schedule. So yeah. Um, so if I want to go and join some people for a run on the weekend, then um, yeah, that's fine. I can work my uh, work hours around that. Beautiful. Um, I don't have like a set nine to five thing. It's just no, no. It is what it is. So. Sounds like you like that though. So it's... Uh, I like the challenge of it. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard on Stace, my wife, and the girls. Um, you know, three girls as well. Um, through summer, it's um because I can't tell her when I'm going to be here. Yeah. It just depends on the weather. So yeah. Um, she, but she's amazing with that. Um, you know, there's without exaggerating too much, there's there's she'll spend periods where it's almost like she's a single mum because I'm I'm gone before I wake up and I'm not home until everyone's back in bed again. So yeah, it's really hard. Yeah, that, that's long days. It is a long day. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, and and she still allows me to to go and do these these runs as well. At the time, you you, you just can't do it without the support. Absolutely, and she's no, that, incredible. Yeah. So even yeah. though it's the athlete doing the training and everything else, you're still gonna have people. You could have a team behind you. Like even I don't have kids, but I understand you could have a team. There's yeah. always someone there. Yes. Picking up the shit when you have a bad session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listening yeah. to you. Oh, <laughs> grumbling whenever things are not right, injured. Or, yeah. yeah. But the flip side of that is uh, through winter, we just kind of hibernate um, yeah. at work. Okay. We don't do a lot. So yeah. that's where it balances out. Great. You know, I'd still, over the course of 12 months, I'd still probably work the same hours that a full-time person does. Yeah. They just rearranged a bit, those yeah. days. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so through winter I'll, I'll be around to be able to do school pick up school drop off and all that sort of right. stuff which is yeah. great so try not yeah. to miss out on that sort of stuff so yeah awesome mm. and what's next you trained up for this 10k got yourself ready for trained that trained up for the 10k yeah. got through that I think it was about 48 minutes got through that awesome um, which I was pretty happy with and yeah. then later that year in 2012 um, shot over to Melbourne in October EPT used to have a bit of a crew that'd go over there every year yeah, and did the half marathon. So, oh yeah, um, really enjoyed that. Um, at one thirty nine forty something, so I think about four forty. So I ran that at a quicker pace than I ran the ten k. Yeah, in the year. Awesome. So, so geez, the progression was huge. Yeah, it was it was going on pretty yeah. well. Um, yeah. But I remember finishing that run and just thinking that oh, there's no way known I could turn around and run another twenty one k's and do a marathon. Because I was just spent absolutely. But training specifically as well. Exactly. I don't reckon you did any exactly. anything required to, to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, sure enough, twelve months later, I'm back in Melbourne on the start line for my first marathon. So great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us all about this experience. How, uh, it was, how was it? Um, in hindsight, I didn't do it very well. Um, <laughs> it was. I trained for it all wrong, but I didn't realise that until after the marathon. So yeah, um, if I had to go and do a 25k run, I went and did it as quick as I could. Yeah, okay. There was no race pace training going. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, um, and trying to get my head around nutrition as well, because you know if you run the marathon, you probably should be sucking out a couple of gels or something during that run. So that took a bit of working out. Um, I've got a pretty pretty sensitive stomach when I'm running. Yeah. That's a whole nother. We probably spent an hour talking about that, but well, we're going to touch on that down the track. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I was when I finished the run, I remember thinking, 
not, oh, that's done. I can put that to bed now. It was, yeah, I want to go further. I want how much more I've got. Okay. Um, but in the weeks afterwards, I um, I gave myself time to recover, but I, I injured my knee. Yeah. And um, it took me about four or five weeks or something to get over that. And I was starting to reflect on the training and, you know, the little niggles I was getting through it. And I kind of just fell out of love with running a little bit. Um, and it took me a little while to um, to get that back. Um, one thing that helped was um, it must have been the end of that year that I went down to Bruni for the first time and, and did a team's race. Okay. And just got inspired by the solo runners. Yeah. I just thought, yeah, no, I need to come and do this. Yeah. I need to come and do it. So, um, yeah, 2014. Um, okay. I spent training for a, uh, an ultra marathon. Went down to Bruni, did 64Ks. Right. Which, again, was a, a shit show. But <laughs> but, so, in, in this training, how far did you go? What was your longest run? Uh, for the first yeah. marathon? Or yeah. the, oh, for Bruni. For Bruni, um, I think I did a 56. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so, so I, did, fair, I technically yeah. did like four or five ultras yeah. training for Bruni. So. Okay. <laughs> um, and... Everything, everything went pretty well, um, but on the day it all fell apart. I should just touch back on the marathon, the first marathon, 3.39.47. Okay. Remains my marathon PB. Right. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And we'll come back to that. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Bruni, um, I, trained, I spent months training uh, with a product called Tailwind. Yeah. Um, which, for those who use Tailwind, no, they say it's all you need all day. You don't need anything else. And for me, that just sounded amazing. Yeah. Um, and everything went really well with training for that. Um, I had no issues whatsoever. Yeah. But on the race day, um, the wheels just fell off at about 36K. So I started to feel sloshing in my tummy. Okay. Um, thought I was going to stitch. Um, so I tried to breathe my way through that, but I realized pretty quickly that this is my stomach that's hurting. And um, got to the 40K mark. It, it all came on really quick. Got to the 40K mark at the Alona pub. And they had a bit of a crew there waiting for me. And I just rolled in and said, I need to throw up. This, this is not going well. And, um, yeah, from the 40K mark through to um, about 50-odd, just sort of struggled my way through that. Didn't have any more nutrition other than water. Yeah. Um, that's all I felt like. And then... Um, for those that have been to Bruni on the gravel section of that course, there's quite a heavy shoulder on the road and they ask you to run on the opposite side of the road. So the oncoming traffic's going okay. towards you. So my right foot is landing on a bit of an angle Canada. all day. Yeah. And it was just starting to wreak havoc on my IT band. Oh, geez. So I stopped at the 54k mark to stretch it out. And yeah. that was just, I shouldn't have done that because I could not start running again after that. I yeah. just couldn't put any weight through it. So I had to walk it in. Didn't 10Ks out. <laughs> and it's, for anyone who knows Bruni, I've never done it. This is only from what I've been told. The last four or five Ks, quite the last quite 10, heavy mate, up to the lighthouse. The last 10. Yeah, yeah so it's not really. an easy easy run. So what did you learn out of that, mate? Was it nutrition? Do you think you took on too much? Uh, yeah, I had to go back to, the, back to square one with the nutrition and start again. Yeah. Um, I, I was running a lesser dose than what they recommended. Mm -hmm. um, it was like maybe a two-third strength dose. I'm not a big sweater, yeah. so I don't need to get a lot of sodium back in, or I don't think. That's what I seem to be able to, what I've figured out over the years. But 
So if it's got a quite a high sodium content, it's just like my stomach can't handle it. Yeah. And the body just goes, well, I can keep your legs going or I can keep your digestion system going, but I just can't do both. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's been years of trying to get on top of that and find okay. a solution, which I think I'm at now. But, um, yeah, there's been – I've had more bad marathon and ultramarathon experiences than I have good. I think sometimes – that's the beauty of distance running or that sort of distance any past 42k yeah is the more you do it the more you can find out yeah a little bit more about yourself yeah probably don't want to find out stay. probably not the best way to find out yeah but i think there's a difference between training pace and racing pace too. oh yeah 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 so, i was definitely pushing a little bit harder yeah did you do more race pace did you start to do that in training is absolutely that, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely so it was all just about slowing down. So um, I had to accept the fact that to go further, I needed to slow down. Yeah. Um, and that took a bit of getting my head around. But um, once I got there, that was that was okay. Um, one of the um, the things that took me a while to get my head around was, um, and this is just a little thing that I have, is judgment, people judging me. Why is he running slow? Um, and I know that judgment is all just in my head, but um, I, around the same time, I'd started using Strava as well. So yep. you're putting it out there. Everyone's seeing your pace. They're seeing your heart rate, um, but they yep. don't know other things that are going on with you. They don't know that I've just had a pretty big week at work. And so the heart rate's a factor. Yeah, there's heaps yeah. of factors, but I, yeah, it's, it was a real, uh, real mind game to me. It's really hard. You're not the only runner. Well, being a coach, well, especially this last year, bit more than I have been that you're not alone in saying that mm. that comes up regularly yeah the people feel the pressure that they need to go at a certain pace yep. people are looking and I even know runners who don't so put it on like they lock it up so they can see it yeah which is I mean, it's amazing but it's awesome data we're so lucky to have it but people are feeling that pressure yeah yeah and it's I don't know the answer to it I think it's internal like you said though yeah yeah I just yeah, I just like for example, if I if I was going to do say a, I'd had a long run Sunday and then on the Monday I'm a big fan of active recovery and yeah. I'm going to do a recovery run. If I walk out the door and tell myself I'm going to do six minute cadies and I'll do the first one in five thirty, I'll do them all at five thirty. Yeah, I have to. So you don't have a you don't have a off switch. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't. I yeah. don't. Um, and that that's wholly and solely because I know people are going to see it. Yeah, and that that's something I need to get over yeah and I, I, I am now like i'll go and do trail runs it might take 20 minutes to do 1k but yeah um yeah it took me it took me a long time to get my head around that okay. and there's still things that um i'll be careful with with strava i'm not all i'm not there yet but yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah yeah so we got to feel good about yourself too yep. running is about feeling good about yourself and if you're posting it and you're not feeling good about yourself, you worry about other people. Yeah, you're in trouble straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. So, like, one for example, and it's, this is—I need to preface this by saying this is my opinion, and this is just something. It all—it's all in my head, really. Yeah. But I won't use words, words like easy or cruisy on Strava. Yeah. Because I'm well aware that my easy is someone else's impossible. It's a really valid. That's a really. That's an awesome. Yeah. Um, but I don't... Because that can impact them. Yeah, yeah. And that's only because when I started using it, I'd see people writing that and think, well, I can't do that pace. But... I'm guilty of that. Yeah. I'm really guilty of that. Mm. But 
I have no right to criticise that person and the amount of work they've done to make it an easy pace for them. So that's great for them, but I I won't do it um, because I don't want people to judge me. And I know they won't. Yeah. It's all in the head. But yeah. And, you know, I've got very close friends who do that, and it's yeah. brilliant for them that that's an easy pace for them. But, um, yeah, that's that's probably my last little hurdle with Strava that I yeah. need to get over. So This is another leeway to another question that I was going to ask. Yeah. You strike me as a really gentle soul, a gentle person, and even what you just said then, where does this come from, do you think? It's just um, the fear of judgment. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's not just running. Um, I've um, I've been playing guitar since grade five. I will not play it in front of anyone, even the kids. Okay. Just can't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just these little things that um, I've been trying to work on for years and years, but I haven't really got anywhere, so I've just kind of accepted it and, yeah, just I don't want to spend too much time and, and effort and energy working on it when, um, for me, the, the easy option is just to go, oh, so I'm, you know, get on with lots. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to challenge yourself, though, as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Like um, you said, you can't. If that's you, there's yeah. no point. I'm very, yeah. I'm very introverted. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I can happily sit here with someone else and have a conversation. Um, but once we get to three, four, five, six, seven people, yeah, you'll find I'll just go into my shell and yeah. don't really contribute much to the conversation, just become a bit of a, an observer. So, um, yeah, yeah. in case I say something silly or, you know, just, yeah, that's, that's, Interesting it's, though. It's an insight into my head. But it's a genetic makeup of people. It's really interesting mm. how that. Yeah. And I'm seeing like, it in my kids like, now too. So yeah. um, that, that'd be one reason for me to really work on it and um, because, you know, I don't want them to be, um, go down that path because they see how that's I am. Okay. Um, if that's naturally who they are, then fine. But yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want to influence it too much. So. It's interesting you say this because like, I see my niece and she's in, and I think, it's going to be grade. Which going to be? It's probably grade one, maybe. And they get them to talk in assembly all the time. Yep. And they're up there hundred, hundreds of times, yep. it feels like. And you think, because I was the same, I've, I've had to push myself to really, even doing this podcast, mm. I'm not a, I'm a pretty, pretty anxious person, you could say. And like, do you think that would have made a difference for you? Because we weren't made to do that. Because you're a similar age to me. And yep. we were never... You know, you could probably go at once and I'd shit myself. If oh, I yeah, up in front of it. I'd hate it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, it, it might have done. Um, but I, yeah. only, I, through school, I only ever did the bare minimum that I had to do just to get mm-hmm. through. So I didn't really push myself too hard. Um, yeah. And I found that I was able to get through like that. So um, I didn't really get pushed by, um, you know, I could, I could just get away with it. So that's what I did because it was the easy option. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but nowadays, like my kids, uh, both my older two have been on the student council and um, they'll get up and present assemblies and stuff and I might, could not be prouder. Yeah, that's awesome. And I can yeah. always leave work and go and watch all that stuff. So um, Fantastic. Yeah. And one of your kids, mate, Annie. Mm. I follow her, Jenny, on, <laughs> on Facebook. I've, uh, yeah. I've been one of the customers. Yes. Did you want to talk about that a little bit for me? Yeah, so she. Um, it would have been the Christmas of... 2019, she got some, some 
just some modeling clay, oven baked clay in a, a stocking and um, started mucking around with it, making some things for her sisters. And um, then actually I think it was my boss, Jody, um, said to her, oh, can you make me a pair of earrings? Um, and so she, we went, went over the spotlight and got the bits and pieces that she needed to, to put a pair of earrings together. And um, then Jody said, well, I'll pay you for them. Fantastic. And next thing you know, she has a Facebook page with quite a few followers and um, she's got her own little earring business going. So, Do you want to give it a play? Well, yeah. What would Annie do? You'll be able to find that on Facebook. Um, yeah, so she just makes little, little clay earrings and um, it's just been awesome for her. And her yeah. confidence. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's she doesn't need to go and get herself a job. She's doing doing pretty well for herself, so which is great. Uh, yeah, and it's a nice way for her to, to learn about money. And um, she's chosen business. to do she's chosen to do business studies as one of the subjects this year. Fantastic. She's done in grade nine, so yeah, um, yeah, she's doing really well. But at the same time, we're trying to keep a um, a lid on it and keep her focused on you know school comes first and. Yep. If it ever gets too much for her, if she ever feels any pressure, then, you know, it's fine. We can just, we're in full control of this. We can, even though it's a, an online business, you can still put the clothes sign up. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, and she did that through December. She just wanted to enjoy some of the hol- um, holidays. So, yeah, um, we just, yeah, we're in full control of it. So, but, yeah, she, it's a nice little creative outlet for her. She's she's a, a little bookworm. She um, yep. She's not a real sporty kid. She, <laughs> she makes you laugh about yeah, her feelings towards PE, even PE. It's good. Cool. <laughs> Doesn't um, like running then, No, no. <laughs> so, yeah, she's, she'd happily just sit there and read books all day. So, yeah, it's, it's a good way for her to, um, yeah, get her creativity going. And, uh, great. Yeah. Awesome. She's doing really well. It's good. Yeah, I can say they're great. I, uh, like I said before, I bought it, not for myself, but for other people. I bought yeah, yeah. pairs and they're yeah. fantastically done. They're really professionally done as well. Yeah, and she um, she just started doing a couple of markets as well, so we're another one this weekend. So Great. Um, that's really good for her confidence that she actually sees the customer. Yeah. You know, with, with a lot of the stuff, it's just um, this was all happening through last year, so, you know, you couldn't really COVID and yeah, <laughs> go anywhere and do anything. So it'd be, you know, leave stuff at the front door and people would come and pick it up or we'd post it off in the mail. So, But now she's actually seeing the customer face-to-face and their first reaction to what she does. Um, and it's all been amazing. So, yeah, yeah it's really awesome. good for her confidence. So. Yeah, I think it's nice to see a meet a face behind a product. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. And back to the running, mate. Yeah. We talked about Strava before. And when I think of you and Strava, I think of this amazing <laughs> Strava right you do. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about this and how it's – came about and why you do it and oh, how you do it. I remember the first one I did and it's kind of embarrassing looking back at what I've done since then. But, um, yeah, I was just going for a run one morning and it's not a new – Strava wasn't a new thing. It's, no. it's been around for a long time. But And uh, in Devonport here, we're pretty limited to how creative you can get with the very square layout of the streets. But, um, yeah, I was, I was going to go for a run and didn't know where I was going to go. And I don't know why, I just decided I'll do a stick man – and then that stick man ended up only being a short run, so I had a stick man with his dog. Yep. And uh, I ended up putting it on Facebook and got a bit of a reaction to it, so I thought, oh, that's pretty cool, and, yeah, it just, just came from there. Right. Um, it's – I always get comments like, you got too much time on your hands, and, um, yeah, most of it's positive, but, yeah, some people would be surprised by how little effort I put into it. 
Yes. Um, I've got a, a, um, I printed out an A4 map of Devonport and I laminated it. Okay. So I just sit there with a whiteboard marker <laughs> yeah. and just draw away. Yeah, right. And this day with, in this day and age with the technology you've got on your wrist, it's not hard to map that out and put it onto my watch. So I don't have to remember where I'm going. I just follow a map on my watch as I go. So Great. And we'll, we'll add when we uh, upload this podcast, we'll actually add a few pictures <laughs> yeah, of your work so people can see. No worries. And give you a follow, mate. So, <laughs> uh, it's all just about having a laugh. That's all. Yeah, yeah. There. And Beautiful. That's where I'm at with running at the moment. I just, I just run. I don't take it seriously anymore. So Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think that is the best way to do to do our sport and it's taken me a long time to realise that yeah. that it's fun. Yeah. It's not who cares? You have a bad run. It shapes you as a person as yeah, well, yeah, I think. Yeah. And for me it was a very liberating day when I just thought I'm not, I'm gonna stop chasing PBs. My PBs were years ago. Yeah. And like I said with that marathon, that's the quickest marathon I've done. And I've never really had the fire and the belly to chase that time down again. Okay. Um, because I didn't enjoy the process of trying to get faster. And that, oh, that's, that. that comes from the shorter stuff as well. So um, I remember, what did I do that, 2013, the first marathon? It must have been 2014 or thereabouts. Uh, I went for a 5K PB at Devonport. Um, I'd run a – no, what did I do? I wanted to break 20 minutes and I ran a 19 – 13 and then I trained for 12 months the next year I did a 1921 it was a really windy day and yeah. I ran slower and the plan was to run sub 19 that day yeah. and then go to Launceston in June or July when it was on and have a crack at a sub 40 10 yeah um that's one thing that's always eluded me and will probably will for the rest of my life because I just don't have the desire to I know how hard I had to work to scrape you know, 15 seconds off my 5K time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I was disappointed with that 1921 in Devonport, so I went to Launceston and did the five and got 1858. So I got my time. Beautiful. But I probably should have run the 10 that day because I reckon I had a sub 40 in me. So Yeah. Yeah. It's funny regrets, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But it is what it is. Um, yeah. But after that, um, I, just, I just thought I'm just going to focus on the longer stuff. I'm just yeah. going to put that, the, uh, the shortest after bed. Since that time, I think I've only run two, raced two 10Ks. Okay. I've paced a few, but it's my most hated distance. I hate it. Yeah. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Because on a long run, it I, it takes me seven or eight Ks to settle this, in. This is what I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. I had conversations with you on a Friday morning and you say you feel like, Okay, you know, I'm still yeah, that's, that's, up, I that's when the, is, yeah. the oil and water up to temperature <laughs> and everything's sort of moving as it should be. Because <laughs> I, I, I'll start a run and feel like my heart rate's really high and it'd take me a while to get my breathing right. And at a 10, in a 10K, I'd have to warm up for 8Ks to go and do a 10K, I reckon. Yeah, really. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'll... Um, yeah, straight off the start line, I'm, I'm hating it because I'm in, the, I'm in the pain cave straight away. Yeah. And I don't like being there. <laughs> no, I don't think many people do. It's a, no, no. I I was different. I was love the pain. Yeah, I, I love that part of the run. I think for me that was that was a high as well. But the pain is such a interesting beast. Yep. Some people can tolerate. Some people can't. Yep. Some people just don't want to 
even even running long distances, you may not be hurting yourself in a long run, but some people hate that as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's so yeah. It was about then that I um I just decided I'm just going to try and run further and slow down, and that's when I started doing a bit of pacing as well. Yeah. So, so introduction that forced me to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. So introduction to trails, mate, because this is where I, I really when I think of you, I think of trail runs. Yeah. So when did this? What was around about that same time? Uh, it was the first started? Tassie Trail yeah. Fest. I really should have looked this up before we came around. Um, I'd done a fair bit of hiking um, when I when I started all this. Um, you know, through EPT, I met some like-minded outdoorsy people and, and started doing a bit of hiking, and really enjoyed that. Um, I hadn't done any in my younger years, so um, I was enjoying getting around the state and seeing all this stuff and. One day it was just like this light bulb moment. Well, if you like being on that stuff and you like running, yeah. you know, we just marry the two <laughs> together. So um, my first trail event was the Tassie Trail Fest. The first year it was here down in Derby on the mountain bike trails. And, oh, man, I was, yeah. Yeah, the first run I was hooked. Yeah. Absolutely hooked. Cool. And now that's that's where my love is for running. So um, I'm not a big fan of road running anymore. Um, just too many niggles come with slapping on concrete all day so okay um i just don't get the soreness i get muscle soreness from trail running but not the joint soreness okay whereas it's the other way around on the road for me so yeah but um that would have been oh geez four or five years ago yeah yeah at the start of the year okay it was in february so um yeah so and did you like, did you run trails? Were you a natural over trail? Because it's such a – you've got to map it out in your head before you're running. Were you able to do that? Were you – did you have the talent to do that? Um, not really because um, it was all new to me. I was running stuff that um, from that first event I sort of became friends and through Park Run just became famous, friends with other trail runners. Um, yeah. And you just go along with them. And, you know, I've had some friends who have delved into it pretty deeply and know – a lot of these trails around the place had been doing it for years before I came along, so they were able to show me around and um, yeah, awesome. style range, which you can yeah see on a good day from my house. Is, yeah. Um, yeah, it's my favourite place to go and spend the day. So the next question, you took it away from what's yeah, your favourite place to run? Yeah, that's it. I walked it. It's a hard, hard little trail. Yeah, right? and yeah. and then this is the other thing with trailing comes back to me just accepting the fact that I just enjoy running and not pushing myself, and I just like to slow down. There's a lot of walking going on in trail running. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's I'm fine with that. It's I just love nothing better than putting the vest on, strapping the shoes on, and disappearing for six hours into the bush. Great. Um, that's my my downtime. So, um, and the Dial Range has got yeah, so many different places you can go in there. You could you could run there every weekend for oh, a couple of months and not do the same same loop. So. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's a track, there's a trail that runs the Pingle Crowd Trail all the way from there, all the way through to Cradle. We've we've run all of that. Um, that can lead you into the Overland Track. And, wow. Yeah. So it's um, I love it, mate. That's awesome. Mm. It's good to have something that could really, you know, we've all got to have something. Yeah. In life that gets us going. Yeah. Trails is not for me. <laughs> it doesn't get it's me. Not for everyone. No, not at all. But, but that's the beauty, isn't um, it? Yeah. But yeah, it's um, yeah, and one one thing I learned last year through restrictions and lockdowns and all that sort of stuff is um, 
I I need a group around me to go and do that sort of stuff. Um, the um, the idea of going for a run by myself really I lost motivation through all that, and I talk myself out of a run a lot. So um, um, the the road running side of things is where the running groups week to week are good for me. That's that's the only road running I do. But yeah, I realised how much I need those group runs last year, or how much I rely on them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but usually we've got park run, we've got um, Friday morning at the moment. I'm not running a lot at the moment with work, but that's about the only road running I do. Other than that, I'm on the trails, mate. So, yeah. Like you said, I think that's in, that's important too because like, they're your friends, mate. They're the people that you see and it's a good chance to have a coffee. Catch oh, up. yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. It's all mental health stuff, isn't it? Absolutely. So, and we've yeah. got some – I've forged some very strong friendships – through running, um, yeah. Some of my closest friends are within the running circle, so um, and yeah, they, they really helped me out last year. With um, I, I struggled a bit last year mentally, and um, yeah, they're always there to check on you, just yeah, see if you're doing okay. So, mm. what does that look like for you, mate, when you when you're struggling? What is um, change? I don't like change. Yeah, um, if it's out of my control. Yeah, I can I can push myself outside that comfort circle, um, and if I've done it myself, that's okay. I won't like it, um, but I've made that decision and I'm still in control of it. So when your mate Brian sends you a message and says, "Do you want to be on this podcast?" That's probably outside of my comfort zone, but yeah, um, yeah I'm okay with it. I can yeah. just try to treat it though. You and I are just sitting here having a chat and. Yep. not think about the fact that people are going to listen to it. Um, and I really love the fact you said come around, we'll have a coffee. Yeah. But just be very casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's making it comfortable to your – to your putting up barriers we do. Absolutely. Putting, yeah, and I know. do. I put up some pretty hard mm. barriers. So, um, yeah, it's when when that change is forced upon me that oh, I don't really cope too well. So, um, you know, when things – shit started in the fan last year at the start of the year um, – it took me a couple of weeks to get my head around that. Um, what was it going to look like? We, we didn't know. Um, my wife works in a school. We didn't know if they, if they were going to shut schools and then, you know, we've lost an income there. Um, so, but once once everything sort of settled down and we realised, you know, money was going to be fine, um, I got pretty comfortable with it. I was like, well, so lockdown, no one can come and visit. I'll just get to stay by myself. Yep, cool. No worries. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Um, and then I probably got a little bit too comfortable with it. So when things started to open back up again, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's it's been a quite a slow transition. And there's, there's probably um, some friendships that um, haven't quite reconnected back to where they were, but that's okay. Everyone sort of dealt with last year the way they had to on their own, you had to get through it in their own way, so... Very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, so, and we'll, you know, yeah. just give all that time, so. Interesting. I'm happy to write off time. last year, it's just a gap year and yeah. <laughs> pick up the pieces and start again. So. <laughs> I, think, I think everyone feels that, that way, mate. Yeah. But like you said, it's it's very interesting that there there were subgroups within a group. Yep. That, yeah, there were, yeah. That, yeah, it was, and like you said, it's, uh, there's been even some running groups that are smaller now. Yes. And I think, yeah, I think people just find their feet and I think yeah. it'll, 
it'll grow back again. Well, I got to the point we were only allowed to be with one other person for a while. Yeah, that's so, right. Forget, um, don't you? Yeah, so yeah. You, you you had to do it. Um, and then when we got to the point in Tassie where we could have, um, yeah, we could start up our Friday fresh again. Um, I left it a couple of weeks before I went back because I just didn't know if I felt comfortable with it, and I probably didn't. But yeah, I I need time to adjust to things. Um, yeah, that's how that looks for me. So yeah, mm. awesome. And can be a bit of a prick to be around too, I think, at the time. So. It's a bit like I was discussing with Gosso last week. Yeah, I think I think everyone has an element of being a prick, and you probably look at yourself harsher, or you're a harsher critic of yourself. Yeah, I don't think that about yourself, mate. So, well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I always think a gentle soul, like right. just just a um yeah, just a gentleman, mate. That, that's the conversations I've had with you. So I appreciate that. No worries. And, mate, what have we got here? So, back to the trail running. Right. You competed at the Cradle Mountain Ultra Run. Yep. So, if anyone listening, did you want to unpack that a little bit? Yeah, that was that was a uh, – I hate using the term. I don't know why I hate it, but if Ben Brockman listens to this, he'll love me saying it was a goal of mine um, <laughs> to, do the, um, to do the Cradle Mountain Run. Um, it's not one that you can just – just enter. You Did you want to tell them actually what it's all about? Yeah, so yeah. you need to qualify. So you, you, you're doing an ultra marathon along the cra- the overland track, 80Ks. So um, the easiest way at the time for someone in Tassie to qualify for that run is to run triple top under four hours and Bruni Island Ultra solo with no time limit. you just got to finish it within their um, time construct, which I think is maybe 10 hours or something like that. Um, so yeah, the tricky part is triple top is run in early November, I believe. Okay. Or whenever it is, the entries for, um, cradle open at the end of October. So I had to qualify and then wait another near 12 months to enter the run. Once you've qualified, I think it holds you for three years. You can enter for three years after that. Yeah. Um, but it's all well and good qualifying, but to actually get in is ridiculous. So the night that I entered, um, I sat there. I remember the entries opening at 8 o'clock one night, and I sat there and just kept refreshing, 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 and then bang, I was in. And I had to put in all my information. I got some good advice from other people about you got to uh, list your qualifications. I'd already had that written and then did a, a cut and paste, so I could get that in there real quick. So I got all my information in that I needed to, and I was back on the home screen in one minute 45, and it was already full, 80 spots gone, or sorry, 60 spots. Are you serious? 60 or 80, I can't remember, but yeah, gone. It sells out so quick. Yeah. And even then, you don't know if you've got in. So you got to submit your payment, and then they go away and look at everything and make sure you actually have qualified, and then you'll get an email. It was about two weeks later. I got an email to say, you're in. Jeez. So, yeah, that was... um. Pretty cool. Mm. So you got in. I got what in. Ha- what happened next? Uh, shoot myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which end do you start from? Uh, the northern end. Yeah. North okay. to south. So yeah. when you when you do the race, you're pretty sure you're still in peak season. So when people actually have to pay to do the overland, so you can only do it north to south during peak season. Okay. Um, yeah, and um, I. Um, it was early February, I believe. 
and um, that would have been 2019. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I um, rocked up to the, uh, <laughs> the run brief the night before and that was the first moment I really thought oh, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. These elites looking, you know, when you're in a field of people who just look like, yeah, I've never started right at the start line on a race before, but imagine be like being up there with those people. And, um, yeah, it really made me feel like I was just a, a Sunday plotter when I, when I got there. But I thought, no, I've done the work. Uh, I should be right. But, um, yeah, it was the next morning we set off and um, – just on dawn, we could just see where we were going. And um, I got to the first cutoff point at New Pelion Hut, I think somewhere around 30, 35 k's in. And um, I got there quite comfortably. I think I beat the cutoff by about an hour and a half. Um, and bent down to fill up my um, water flask. And as I stood up, I just got had this wave of nausea come over me. And this goes back to the the stomach issues I've had in the past and okay. um, yeah, I just, I thought, oh no, not today. You know, I'd, everything had been going well in training. I, just, I don't need this today. Yeah. So from New Pillion Hut, you've got a hell of a climb up to get to Pillion Gap. It's about 4Ks up to Pillion Gap. Most of that's climbing. Okay. Um, so I found that pretty hard because I, I just couldn't eat anything because my stomach was just gone. Um, got up to Peeling Gap, you get a good view of Mount Ossa from up there, which I've climbed before, so I didn't really need to look at it, but for some reason I decided to have a look at it right on a corner and came off the duckboard and um, banged up my knee pretty bad. So just lay there in the bush for a couple of minutes thinking... So banged up knee. Banged up knee. Feeling shit and stuff. Feeling shit, can't eat. Um, and 40Ks from the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, so you've got a marathon to finish, but we're yeah. not talking about an easy marathon here. No, you? you're not. You're no. not. So um, got myself back up and just thought, look, I need to get to the next cutoff, which is um, um, Narcissus Hut, which is at the northern end of Lake St. Clair. So that's the 60K mark. And okay. if you don't get there within a certain time, sorry, I should have looked up how, how long it was, but you need to catch the ferry out of there um, yeah. you need to be checked in get your stuff sorted and get out of the checkpoint that's for safety right yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah 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 so i um i just started hobbling along as best i could with this banged up knee couldn't eat anything uh couldn't drink anything couldn't drink my electrolyte i had um and it was just yeah i did the last 40 k's of that pretty much on water which is not ideal but I tell you what, if you drink the water out there, it's the most amazing water you'll ever drink in your life. Um, but then I had a... Just imagine yourself from water boy. Do you know who gets a glacier? <laughs> I had a guy, uh, I was having a, when I was up at Peeling Gap, I had a guy pass me by the name of Adam Diprose and um, had a bit of a chat to him and off he went and I ended up catching up to him and um, he said, oh, how are you going? I said, oh, no, I'm no good. And he said, well, you must be going all right because you've caught me. And I thought, oh, maybe I'm going all right. So I, I kind of tacked on with him a bit and we were able to, by then we'd done the, the climb up the Duquesne range, or I think it is, and that's quite a, a hell of a slog to get up there. Um, and we got to, I can't remember the name of one of the huts, but there's an, there, it, was, it wasn't a time cut off that you had to be, be there by, but there was people there uh, checking you off. And they said 10Ks to Narcissus. And I had like an hour and a half to do it. Yeah. And I thought... 
oh, I could do this because I'd written the day off. I didn't think I was going to get to Narcissus in time. And then Adam said, yeah, come on, let's go. So I managed to run like the next six or seven Ks with him before I had to let him let him go again because I was just starting to yeah. – my knee was just buggered. Um, but, yeah, made it to Narcissus. And um, I said to the guys there, look, I'm stuffed. Everything's gone wrong today. It's going to take me a long time to get to the finish. And he said, well, you better get going then. And I thought, I thought well – all right, why not? You know, yeah. I've worked hard to get myself into this race. I'm going to bloody finish it. So um, while I was there, um, they had a few supplies. Like this is this is a wholly self-supported race. You need to have everything. So if, if you know, things don't go well, you can pretty much stay the night out in the wild. You need to have that much stuff with you. The, yeah. the manager gear list is insane. Yeah. Um, and one of the guys said to me, oh, have, have a glass of Coke. And I said, no, nah, I haven't had Coke since, oh, it's been probably eight or nine years since I've had Coke. I just don't drink it anymore. But I know that people drink Coke on these runs, flat Coke. Yeah. And I thought, well, I mean, I'm the biggest advocate of <laughs> do not try anything new on race day. <laughs> um, you just shouldn't do things on race day you haven't done it. Great point if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was at the point where I thought it just can't get any worse. So... Yeah. I um, yeah, downed a glass of Coke and it tasted amazing. Reckon it would have. Until about two minutes later when it was all coming back up again. Oh, no. But um, it was probably a blessing in disguise because I'd been trying to throw up, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. But this did it for me and I felt amazing after that. Yeah. Um, I still had a banged up knee and I couldn't really run, but, yeah, it made my tummy feel pretty good. So I was able then to just to um, – I don't know if you know cliff blocks, the juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just sort of suck on them. I wouldn't eat them, but I, I could. Okay. I could suck on them without feeling like I was going to throw up. So, yeah. the last twenty k's is very tough. It's very tree rooty, um, but yeah, I um, I got to about three or four k's to go, and a young lady caught up to me who also had a, an injured knee, and we got talking about the days we'd had, and uh, she started talking about the nutrition she uses because she has a uh, an allergy to one of the sugars. I can't remember which one it was, but she'd found one that works for her. So um, she put me onto this uh, pure sports nutrition. And, um, yeah, I, I got some of that for the next next race, which was um, the Derby Marathon, which I did like three weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> and then Convict <laughs> Wenches, which was the 50K, which was a few weeks after that. Um, and, yeah, haven't really looked back. So, um Got to the finish line in 14 hours, 47 minutes, I think it was. That was awesome. a long day out. Yeah. But, um, and the toughest day of my life. Yeah. Um, I had one point where um, I got a notification on my watch, so I knew I was back in phone service. Yeah. So I grabbed my phone out to FaceTime Stace. And when she answered, she thought that I'd finished. So she had all the kids there and she was so excited, <laughs> thinking I'd bring her to say, yeah, I finished. And I said, can you just get away from the kids? Yeah. And I just lost my shit. Absolutely yeah. lost it. So um, she, yeah, instantly had to become a psychologist and talk me through it. Um, and she, she was How amazing. How many k's out was this from the finish? Uh, probably 10 to 12, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So. so a bloody long way when yeah. you run 50. Yeah. Oh, it's 64K, isn't it? Uh, that one's 80. 80, 80K, yeah. yeah. Man, it's yeah. impressive day's work. Yeah, so um, yeah. I'd love to go back and 
uh, do it properly with what I've learnt. I'm a big one for yeah. doing that. Um, learn from your mistakes and go back and do it again. So um, yeah, I'll um, I'll probably have to requalify, but that's fine. Just right. time to do that. And um, yeah, that's that's my longest time I've been in an in an event. It's not my longest distance race I've done, but yeah. Um, Gonna touch on that next one actually. Right, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I've, I've got to so, go back and I've got unfinished business there, man. So. This mental toughness that we talked about. Yep. Do you think that you got tougher from this run? Yep. Absolutely. Confidence, knowing that you can. Yeah. Be in the bush that long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's a big it was a big eye opener for me because you, you just realised that you really are out there by yourself in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. It was, it was pretty – it's pretty hardcore. Psychopath. Yeah, it's pretty hardcore. <laughs> um, and I've, I've got no problems with just plodding along and, and um, you've been out there for hours and hours and hours. But, um, yeah, I, the things I've learned from that, that's the last time I've had gut issues on a run. So okay. I think I've, I've got the nutrition side of things right. I just need everything else to fall into place. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, injuries for the last 18 months that's taken me a long time to get over. Um, you know, we're busy at work now. So, yeah, 2021 is going to be my, my year. <laughs> that's good, man. Good, man. <laughs> with the, with the, with the end, end goal being a 100-miler. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. And we talk about you run a long distance and the strength that you get from that is amazing. And you backed it up with a few more longer events. Yeah, I did. Probably yeah. not, but I did. And how did you find the body was coping after doing like three long events in a very short period? Um, okay. Yeah. It was okay. Um, yeah. I, had, I hadn't I had got the, the new uh, electrolyte before I went to Derby. Um, and I was running with Bechter Group that day and I got about five k's from the finish and, and I just said, oh, look. Because when it hits me, it hits me really quick, and I yeah. said, "Look, you got to, you got to go." Because I'm going to start walking and try and yeah. So, um, but then it turned up by the time I did convicts and winches, maybe a month later, and yeah, yeah had a magic day. So, awesome. yeah, it's a beautiful course that as well. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've had a DNF there. My only DNF was yeah the the year before. So yeah, yeah. The beach is a, is a is a tough yeah yeah mental yeah. yeah. But it's and, a good one if you want to build mental strength. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and you ran the hundred k. Yeah, so Tell the um, Launceston Marathon when that um, John O'Claridge started that up. Um, I did the marathon the first year, and then the next year I did the hundred k. Um, I won an entry, so that's why I did it. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I just thought it'd be interesting just to see. Yeah, absolutely. Just go, That's and, go and see. But again, that was that was a there was a big lead up to that. So I did um, the Rail Trail fifty two, and then two or three weeks later, I did the Ross Marathon. Uh, but I I paced that at four hours, and then I think it was two to three weeks after that I did the hundred k. So there's three big runs in the space of five, six weeks. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I learned some learned some things on that 100K day too. So that was that was the year before. That would have been 2018. So, yeah, um, yeah, learned some stuff there. Do remember some Facebook Live videos may have been 
upload it from other people yeah, if you're yeah, finishing. Yeah. And I remember the last little bit, you weren't looking. No, I dropped my fastest cake, the last cake of the day. But. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what goes through your head, mate, especially at 90? I'm a big breaker down of runs. Yeah. So that run was, we did at the start, we did a little out and back for five Ks. Yeah. And then we did nine laps of their course, which is 10 and a half Ks. Mentally, my hell. And, well, I'm yeah. fine with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It lets me break it down. Yeah, so you like that. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. So I just got to go and run a lap. I don't, I'm good at not thinking too far ahead. Yeah. I just got to go and run one lap. Yeah. And then when I finish it, right, I. What's next? I'll go and do another lap. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was a pretty long day too, and I had stomach issues on that day as well. Um, and then um, I ended up walking about 11Ks of that run. But, yeah. Um, yeah, got in just under 12 hours. But it was just for me, it was just – that was just to just see if I could do it. Yeah. And that's, oh, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. it's it, – you've got to have your why. Yeah, and yeah, that was, yeah. That was my why, um, I, just to see if I could. Um, How many people can say they've run that far, though? No, not many. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a pretty many. good why. And it's pretty cool to be looking at your watch when it ticks over from 99.99 <laughs> to 100. Can't say, I don't think I'll ever experience that. <laughs> <laughs> I've just done Never say never. No, no, it's funny, isn't it? So, yeah, that's, um, yeah, that was, that was, I enjoyed that day, but, um, yeah, I afterwards after that run about an hour later, I was not in a good way. Um, yeah, nearly passing out, and um, yeah, I probably a bit dehydrated. Um, the first thing I, I just the first thing I did when I finished within thirty seconds, I was halfway through a beer, and probably shouldn't have done that, but that's what I felt like. So yeah, well, the body, <laughs> what they say, the, the body crap will, will tell you what you need. You'll, yeah, you'll yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, there was like sugar mate or something. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. an interesting night that night, but um, yeah, it took that one took me a couple of weeks to, to get right again. Can okay. I get over that? Get over the tiredness, but yeah. Can imagine. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna change things up a bit. Okay. You have had some Achilles issues. Yes. Off and on. And previously, before we started this recording, you you were saying that the Achilles are pretty good at the moment. Yeah. So I um. I started having some trouble um, mid-2019. So I went down to the Cockle Creek Marathon, which was in August, and I remember that's the first run I strapped. It was just my right foot at the time. I was strapped my right Achilles. And it just got progressively worse from there. Um, I thought it was just an overloading thing. Um, I didn't think it was a shoe thing. You know, I'm always good with making sure my, my running shoes are, you know, in good nick and, um, yeah, and then started started feeling plantar fasciitis stuff coming on as well and then it was in both feet. So I had both, both arches and both Achilles taped up and then, you know, what blokes are like, they just... The body was trying to tell me for a long time that I needed to um, do something about this and have a rest, but I just... It was okay yeah. once I started running and it warmed up. It was the next day when everything cooled down and it was it was just pretty painful. So That's I'd get out... That's thing about Achilles. If anyone yeah. knows about Achilles trouble, you get up and you're like an old man yep. and it gets better as your day goes I'd on. get out of bed in the morning and couldn't mm-hmm. put my heels on the ground. I'd walk yeah. around tippy toes for the first 10 minutes. I just couldn't stretch out my, yeah. my calf that much. So, um, yeah, so 
I was actually doing a Strava art run one day and um, I was down near four ways there and just one step felt like I trod on a knife and I thought I'd snap something yeah. under my foot. And it was just like my body going, well, I've been warning you for months, mate. So anyway, so I hobbled through the rest of that. Yeah. Because I had to finish my Strava art. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. We'll upload that one later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I um, – I sought some advice from some mates, yourself included, and um, started working on it, took some time off running. And then one day I was heading out the door to go to work, went to put my big old heavy steel cap Blunsons on and I dropped it and it flipped over and I saw the bottom of it. And I just thought, you dickhead, that's your problem. Mm. All, the, all the lugs on the bottom had holes in them. Yeah. On both on both shoes, on both boots, and um, yeah, I I went back through. I I kept receipts of when I bought stuff for work, and yeah, I had these boots for about three and a half years, wow. and I didn't even think to look at these big heavy boots I wear all day every day. So it's interesting, and you you would walk some miles being a yeah too. yeah I do. Yeah. So and you know these were the elastic sided boots which were just all flogged out and giving me no support whatsoever. And yeah. I I wear quite a high drop. I wear an eight mil drop running shoe. And these things would have been probably not even flats. They would have been negative, I reckon. <laughs> so you're putting all that load for the years. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So yeah. I went straight up and bought a new pair of shoes, a new pair of work boots, and, um, yeah, everything just started getting better from there. But I'd gone yeah. a long way down that road. Yeah. So it's been a long way coming back. So, um, okay. But from the time I realised, it was probably about eight months of strengthening. And, um, yeah. yeah, I can – I'm just – I really don't feel it at all anymore. So great, yeah, awesome, which is awesome. So awesome, mate, and some best banter. I know that you run with a lot of people in the community, including Beck and Gosso and yeah, Troy. And yeah, well, I'm probably going to go off what um, Gosso said in his podcast. I do enjoy some of the banter at Friday Fresh. Um, I like hanging a fair bit of shit on Benno, um, and he takes it, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But at the moment, I wouldn't know because um, I, I can't keep up with those blokes at the moment. So, um, <laughs> well, they do talk some shit. Yeah, they do. They do. But yeah, those um, I, anyone who's who's um, in that sort of five to five and a half minute group in um, at Friday Fresh, I, I really enjoy the conversation that happens there. Right. Um, and like I said before, you know, I'll probably tend to just observe it. I won't contribute to it too much. But um, yeah, that's. That's, that's a good one for me, yeah. Good, good. And some role models, mate, in your life. Oh, jeez. Um, um, oh, first and foremost, from my dad. Um, yeah, I, I've, I learned a lot from him, more so through his actions and his words, just how to treat other people. Um, so I try to, um, I try to, do that, do the same, um, treat people well, and yeah, um, my wife, she's amazing, she's kind and caring, so I try to, um, yeah, I try to, yeah, even get, even get half as close to being as kind as she is, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be a happy man, um, and oh, if you want to touch on running, everyone, Yep. everyone that runs good point because I know that um, 
I know how hard it can be personally for me to get myself out the door. That's a huge win in itself. So anyone that turns up to run or not even run, anyone that turns up to park run and walks it or whatever, then yeah, these I think these people are amazing. Um, we're all runners. Yeah, yeah, I hate I hate when people come to me. Yeah. So I'm not a runner. Mate. If you turn up and then you're a runner. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I I I'd argue that to go and run a, a 70 minute 10k is a lot harder to run a 40 minute 10k. You got to deal with your own yeah. for an extra 20, 30 minutes. Absolutely. No thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, these people are running um, like a marathon six, seven hours, and some of these people who travel and run at the heat of the day, yeah. it's adding all those elements to it. It's, it's full on. I, I can't claim that quote that Steve Monaghetti said at the start of. Melbourne one year, and it really stuck with me. It's so true. You know, there's people who are out there for hours and hours. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing it way tougher. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. Awesome. And some values that you really hold close to you, right? Um, honesty. Yeah. Uh, hard work. Um, and the old do unto others, you know, just try, I try and treat people the way that I would like to be treated myself. Yeah. You know, and I try and, um, yeah, that's how I'm trying to raise the kids, you know, if, um, you know, if you're going to act in a way that you wouldn't like that being done to you, well, yeah, there's, you know, it's a two way street. So, um, yeah, there's probably. It's a lot to be said. Yeah. 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 To Christian, Christian value. That is. Yeah. 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 Great. And we are we have we have mentioned the Devonport local running community. Yep. What does this mean to you, mate? Uh, it means a lot. Um, it's the Devonport running community is most of my social life at the moment. Yeah. Um, so it's my little. Um, it's my downtime from work. It's. Um, I won't say my downtime from family, but you need to have these things to keep you sane, I think. Um, and that's, they're always there. Um, that's where group runs are great because it's something that you can just, um, you know, it's always there that you can just go and join in. Um, and it's a very welcoming thing too. Like I said, runners are runners. No one gets turned it's away. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, you know, you run, that's, you know. Welcome aboard, kind of thing. So, yeah, it's a secret club that everyone knows about. That's yeah, yeah, don't know about. yeah. <laughs> but it's it's also like like I said, touched on earlier last year. You know, it's there's they're friends now that can uh, check on me when they know that I'm not quite right. Um, and or I might even I might not even know that I'm not quite right. It might take one of them saying something to me that oh yeah, yeah I've been a bit quiet lately or whatever, but. It's, um, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And from when I started running to where it is now is, is just chalk and cheese. So, um, I rely on it heavily yeah. to get me out the door. So, uh, that's one thing I need to work on is, you know, my solo running. Um, but at the moment it's, it's easiest for me and it's in my comfort zone to go and just join in a group. So, um, yeah, yeah without that. I wouldn't be running probably at all at the moment. 
it's a human need though it's connection i think mm. everyone enjoys that yeah that's what makes it's sports so, it's so, not so not just the actual running too like i'll i'll go along to a group run knowing that and i'll, I'll look forward to the coffee afterwards more than the actual yeah run, so yeah. yeah yeah you wouldn't be alone i think no a lot of people <laughs> love coffee and the hairy lip mate mm. you like I've, it yeah i do well I, I looked at an old photo, actually. I think it was about 2013, and I thought it was me. But I was looking at myself, but yeah. it's you. Yeah. You look so much younger, mate. Where did the hair they come from? Um, I just couldn't um, – well, I had this big beard, yeah. and uh, I just couldn't bring myself to get rid of the whole thing. So Beautiful. So, uh, Well, <laughs> it's – yeah, I don't know. It's um, – I just can't – I can't bring myself to – well, one day I will, <laughs> but not at the moment. It's um, yeah. I still run a bit of bit of stubble on the face. Usually, when I do the number one through the hair, I go the number one through the beard as well. But yeah, you've got, yeah. got to have the big uh, good the big mate, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Gets in the way when you're trying to drink coffee or something. But... That's all right. <laughs> nice, mate. I won't keep you further. I've got a couple more things. Right. But one piece of advice you're giving you if you run it. Oh, jeez. Um, what would I say? Just turn up. Just start. Um, don't don't set the bar too high for yourself. Um, I know. Um, back in when I started doing certain events, the first time you, you have a crack at a certain distance, um, I'd probably set a time target. It's not a good idea. I think your first aim should just be just to finish. So, um, but you just got to start. And if that means um, getting out the door like I did and, and walking and then running for 30 metres along the last bit of that run, then that's awesome. Yeah. Um, you got to start somewhere though. And I'm, um, I'm not big on these New Year's resolutions or anything. It's, well, why not today? Just, yeah. just do it today. But I know that can be tough, but um, it's, yeah, I, uh, guy I, I work with, he's, um, I've just, he started coming to Parkrun, which is awesome. So, and I'm trying to, trying to motivate him a bit and um, I know he's going to catch me and go past me and, and that's awesome for him and um, yeah, just trying to encourage him with that. Um, just, just start. Yeah. Um, but if you have a certain certain goal in mind, then um, there's nothing wrong with um, getting a bit of structure with that and seeing someone like yourself and getting a, a plan in place. But um, speaking from my experience, that's all I did. I just yeah, started small. Yeah, it is. It's like any any goal. Starting's the hardest bit. And what oh, you do, yeah. we're very lucky. We've got a lot of uh, knowledgeable people yeah. who are willing to help. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And closing out today, mate. What's a mantra you live by? You have a saying. If it is to be, it is up to me. Something like that. Oh, yeah, I'm very much a is what it is. Um, and whatever will be, will be. I, I, um, I like not knowing kind of thing. I'll just take it as it comes kind of thing. Um, that's probably it. Take it as it comes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and going back to those, those values, just trying, yeah. Do you want to others? <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. No, it's perfect. Listeners, Bronchi Halley. I've been your host, Brian Lyons. This is the Everyday Lions Running Podcast. Thank you, Bronchi. 
been a pleasure. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. Listeners, that was Bronte Halley, and I think that you would agree that Bronte is such an easy guy to listen to. Thank you, Bronte, for your time, and I wish you the best of luck in any races you do in the future. You crazy man doing those distances. Everyday Lions has eight-week, 12-week, 16-week, and yearly programs available at affordable prices. If you would like to purchase one of these, you can do by going over to www.everydaylions.org. And please leave us a ratings on iTunes because the Everyday Lions running podcast will go up in the little topic of running and more people will find out about it. Until next time, I've been your host, Brian Lyons. This is the Everyday Lyons Running Podcast, and happy running. Running.